What do cars, soldiers, and hogs have to do with today's treat? Find out next on Junk Fuse. Yeah, welcome, foolish mortals, to Junk Booed, the podcast about spooky food, where we rate and review mystery treats to determine which one will be the undisbooted champion of ghoulish snacks. I'm your host, Mike, alongside me, as always, Alyssa. Hey, Dad. Hey, Liz. Why? Wait. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Great start. Why are people scared of Dracula? Why are people scared of Dracula? Because he oh, is... Oh, wait, no. Why don't people like Dracula? Why don't people like Dracula? Because he's an undead vampire who drinks the blood of the living to satiate his thirst for the night. Is that why? No, because he's a pain in the neck. He's a pain in the neck. All right. I couldn't find a good one. Well, yeah, well, you definitely didn't find a good one. That was a dad joke, a joke you tell to your dad. If you'd like to submit a dad joke for Alyssa to tell me on the show, you can send it in to us via X or Threads at JunkFeudPod or via email. To junkfeudpod at gmail.com. Liz. Yeah. Welcome back once again to the world's yeetest podcast. Very mid, giving him the egg hit and I'm with the Rizzi Chinook. You sound less enthused about that each time you read it. You gotta like you gotta go in hard on that Very one. Very mid. Well, I didn't say <laughs> I didn't say loud. Hitting him with the Rizzi Chinook. Okay. That was I, that was better. We'll work on that. Liz. It's spooky season. It's my birthday. It's not your birthday. It was your birthday. Junk boot is back, of course. And yeah, Liz, it was your birthday. How's it feel to be a teenager? Oh, I'm an old fart. You're an old fart. You're a little bit grosser, a little bit smellier, uh, a little bit whinier, very moody. You're moody. All that comes, see, I told you. All that comes with being a teenager, right? <laughs> well, you get smellier each year, which means you're 40% more smellier than me. Uh, that's <laughs> really bad math, by the way. Um, I got Fiji water. You have, you're drinking Fiji water. You told me at the grocery store you wanted to try Fiji water so you could feel bougie like your cousin Bella. Shout out to Bella. Yes. How is the, Liz, uh, impromptu snack down, how is the Fiji water? Honestly, it tastes the exact same. Yeah, it's just water. It's It's in a plastic bottle like all the other water that you drink. It's pretty. It is a very pretty bottle. What's on that bottle there? Fiji. Well, the word Fiji, sure. There is a. From the islands of natural artisan water. Artesian water, yeah. There's a flower it's on the front. 1.5 liters. 1.5 liters. There's a beautiful blue background list behind that bottle. Know, so, so it gives pretty. it sort of like a dimensionality, like a 3D effect. Yeah. When I was a kid, we had a fish tank list in our living room, and Grandpa drew a picture of the shark from Jaws, like, you know, the big uh, the shark popping out of the water in Jaws, and he put it in the back of the fish tank so it looked like there was a big shark behind the fish tank. It was pretty cool. Shout out to our fish. Yeah. You had a fish. I did have a fish for eight years. R.I.P. to a real one, Savannah the fish, the, the fish that wouldn't die. For real. World's oldest goldfish. And the only reason it died, it got stuck in the filter. Well, I think it, I think it probably died and then floated up and got stuck in the filter. Yeah, I don't think it... <laughs> of course it died when we were away. That was kind of sad. I don't know. Would you like to have been there for the death of your only pet? Well, I have Rover. You Rover is not... All right, so... Do you want to introduce Rover to the to the feudies? Sure. Who's Rover, Alyssa? Rover's my robotic dog. Rover is your little toy robotic dog. I will say that is it's quite a quite an interesting toy. It's old. It's not a new thing. This is not like it's like ninety. Yeah, we're not talking about like a Boston Dynamics Ghost Robotics uh, quadruped robot. This I is like a little. I do kind of want one of those. Yeah. 
Uh, this is a little toy robotic dog that you got when you were little and just sat, it sat in the playroom for years and years and years until you just rediscovered it a few weeks ago. Yeah. And now Rover's a part of the family. Mm-hmm. I think right now he's sitting on a leather chair in my office. Yeah, sure. Liz, uh, what's Rover's favorite food? Since this is a food podcast. <laughs> Apple cider donuts. Apple cider donuts. <laughs> well, hey, Liz, that reminds me of this week's snack. Up next on Junk Feed. It's apple cider donuts. This is a big one, Liz. We've been waiting for this one, I think, since the very beginning. We started this show in the fall with Snack to School. And uh, like immediately when we got to the first iteration of Junk Boot, I was thinking, man, we have to do apple cider donuts. But I wanted to put it off just a little bit. I didn't want to like front load the show too much. Yeah. Are you excited for this one? Yeah. We like apple cider donuts, don't we? Yeah. I mean, spoiler alert, they're good. Yeah. Liz, what are apple cider donuts? Um. They are donuts with cinnamon sugar and nuts. I mean, yeah, kind of. That's <laughs> it. Excuse me. Oh, my God. Liz, they are uh, usually like a buttermilk-style cake donut with apple cider added to the batter for sweetness and a uh, more tender crumb, and they're often spiced with warming spices uh, of the fall harvest varietal like cinnamon sugar and nutmeg. That's right. Yeah. What do you know about the history of apple cider donuts, Liz? Very quickly. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. You just know that they've been around as long as you have and that you eat them every fall, right? Well, here's the thing, Liz. I also got Snapchat. <laughs> yeah. For hit your, me up. Do not. <laughs> do not by any means hit her up. Yeah. We, uh, we put off social media for you as long as we possibly could. And then I don't know what happened. The levy broke and you now have a Snapchat account that we're not, we got away for we're not terribly excited about any of this. Definitely not getting any of those. We'll get there eventually. Liz, you know what we are getting to eventually? Farting. The history of apple cider donuts, Alyssa, because the apple cider donut itself, despite feeling like an old-fashioned snack, yes. is not. It is a relatively recent invention, and it does have a fascinating lineage, really? Alyssa. Yeah. I mean, fried dough, the idea of fried dough is as old as cooking itself. Uh, but donuts in particular were a sort of a homely treat for American colonists, Liz, and one that was usually associated with the fall and the harvest. Do you know why? Why? Well, there's a couple of reasons. If you were in the northeastern part of the country where the oldest colonies were, that's also where a lot of the apple orchards in the New World were, Liz. So there was a lot of uh, apple crop. The fall harvest was when all the apples were collected. But what else was it, Alyssa? I don't know. It was a time when the hogs were slaughtered for meat to be preserved for the winter. Oh, that's why. Yeah, so that's why. So we have an abundance of two things now. We have lots and lots of apples. And we have a whole lot of leftover animal fat that could be rendered and melted down for lard frying. That sounds gross. It does sound gross, but it's delicious. So, Liz, the uh, American colonists, they would mix their apples. They would chop up leftover apples. They would mix them with a dough, like a batter, and then they'd fry them in the animal fat to make a, a sort of an ur donut, like an apple fritter almost. Wow. Yeah, and those were probably pretty good, but it wasn't until the early 20th century that we started to see the first evidence of people mixing apple cider itself into donut dough and associating it, Liz, with spooky season. Can you believe that? I can. Well, you should, because in 1901 in Buffalo, New York, there was a news clipping that touted apple cider donuts by name as a Halloween party treat. Are we going to have them a Halloween party? Well, I think we probably will if I had to guess. I don't know. What do you think? I think we should. And blue Takis. Blue Takis, the perennial Halloween favorite. I don't think that's true. No, but they're our favorite during Halloween at our house. I know. I think it's just because the the bright blue of the Takis is sort of like a contrast to all the other 
beige and natural earth-toned type of foods that we put out on the big snack board that we have? The snack board is the entire size of our island table. Yeah, it is pretty fun. I think probably on our social media, we will post a picture of the snack board if we, uh, if we do that this year. We have to. That's everyone's favorite part. That's why everyone comes to our house. I mean, it is definitely my favorite part, Liz. It's definitely my favorite part. I agree. So, Liz, uh, people had moved on to making apple cider donuts, but at this point in the early 1900s, they're mostly a homemade treat. You can't like go to a grocery store or a farm stand like you do today and pick up apple cider donuts, but that was for a couple of different reasons, Liz. Why, Dad? Well, the first reason that you couldn't get mass-produced cider donuts in stores was because nobody had figured out how to make mass-produced cider donuts. And Liz, that's where this guy named Adolf Levitt comes in. Levitt was a Russian immigrant to the U.S. who in 1916 was looking to start a business in New York City. Yeah, this is the American dream, Alyssa. He started investing in bakeries and happened to notice something interesting. And what was that? The soldiers were returning from war and couldn't get enough of the donuts his bakery sold. Yeah, for whatever reason, these soldiers returning from World War I really, really liked donuts, so this gave Levitt an idea. Uh, and he wanted to try to find a way to standardize production of donuts to make more faster. Yeah. That's right. And here's the, here's the part that kind of gets into the myth-making, mytho- mythologizing of this. Uh, there was a, ca- a chance encounter on a train with a friendly engineer whose name I could not find. <laughs> so we'll call him the, we'll call him Tart Tatan. Tart Tatan, the friendly engineer. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Levitt and this engineer, uh, who became his new partner, they developed an automated donut frying machine list. Well, that's crazy, man. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. And they showed it off in the front window of a bakery that Levitt had in Harlem to try to attract passersby. List these machines are still in use today. Can you believe it? Really? Yeah, you've actually seen them. When we walk to that little breakfast spot, that's all the way down at the north end of the Ocean City Boardwalk, and we get those hot cider donuts. Oh, those are so good. Yeah, they make those on that little machine. So, Liz, uh, Levitt and his buddy here, they founded a company called DCA. Do you know what DCA is? Uh, They make donut frying machines. Yeah. DCA, the Donut Corporation of America, made donut frying machines. They also made a special mix that would go in them, and they sold both those machines and the mix to grocery stores and other retail outlets so that donuts could be mass-produced but still be hot and fresh. Yeah. Yeah, they got patents for all their work, too. You can still find those patents if you search around. And Levitt was a good marketer as well because in addition to all this intellectual property that he developed, he also invented, Alyssa, National Donut Month. Happy don't happy National Donut Month. Yeah, October, spooky season. October is National Donut Month, Liz. Happy National Donut Month. All right, so now we've got a way to make a lot of donuts really fast, but there's still no nexus between that colonial apple fritter and the contemporary cider donut. And that comes in 1951 when the New York Times noted that Levitt had come up with a new treat, a new type of product, list. And here's what their copy said. The Sweet Cider Donut will be introduced by the Donut Corporation of America in its 23rd annual campaign this fall to increase donut sales. This new item is a spicy round cake that's expected to have a natural fall appeal. So in 1951, officially, the apple cider donut was invented by Adolf Levitt and the Donut Corporation of America, as announced by the New York Times. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, Now, here's the thing, though. Originally, these were cake donuts that were spiced in a similar fashion as apple cider. So that's why they were called sweet cider donuts. They were meant to be eaten alongside apple cider. They didn't necessarily have apple cider in the batter itself. That was a later development. 
So this is 1951, Alyssa. What else is going on in 1951? The 22nd Amendment was ratified. Uh-huh. The first NBA All-Star Game was played in Boston. Yeah, the East won that one, 111 to 94. The trial of Julius and Ethel Rosenberg. Ethel? What is it? Ethel. <laughs> they were sentenced to death for conspiracy to commit espionage. Espionage, yeah, espionage, the French version. The comic strip Dennis the Menace debuted. Uh-huh. All About Eve won the best picture at the Oscars. I've never seen that one. Have mm-hmm. you? Hmm. Walt Disney's Alice in Wonderland premiered. One of my favorite Disney animated features. That's a good one to watch like on a lazy weekend morning. Yeah. The Catcher in the Rye was published. Shout out to Holden Caulfield. I Love Lucy debuted in CBS. Uh-huh. Uh, IBM was formed. Yep. Tony Danza was born. And Shoeless Joe Jackson died. Yeah. Shout out to Shoeless Joe Jackson. RIP to a real one. Eight men out. Uh, Liz. What? Have you ever, do you know anything that Tony Danza's in? Uh, no. Do you know who Tony Danza is? Oh, uh, no. So you've never seen an episode of Who's the Boss? No. Angela. Angela. No? Nothing? No. So good. I used to watch Who's the Boss all the time when I was a kid. Liz. What? So we've got apple cider donuts being mass produced via the DCA machines all across the Northeast. What happens next, Liz? Well, it's the 1950s. Yeah. Car culture happens next. You know, uh, American Graffiti, Alyssa. Oh. Yeah. You love that movie. Yeah. That's a good one. Terry the Toad. Bob Falfa. When you were little, you used to ask me if you could watch that, and you just called it the, the car movie. The feedy. I want to watch the car movie. So, Liz, people are going out for Sunday drives in the countryside. It's the fall, so they're leaf peeping and all that. Yeah. I don't like calling it leaf peeping. Do you? No. It used to be just like, we're going to go look at the fall foliage, and now it's called yeah. leaf peeping. I don't get it. Me either. Not my favorite. Liz, so uh, what happens when people are out on Sunday drives looking at the leaves changing colors? They get hungry. Yeah, they get hungry, and guess what's out there? Stands. Yeah, that's right. Farm stands start popping up on the sides of highways, usually in close proximity to something like a cider mill or a working farm where they have the things that you need to make apple cider donuts. And so apple cider donuts start exploding in popularity and become a fall tradition all over again from the original apple fritter style uh, fried donuts with apples to now the sweet cider donut spiced cake from DCA to the apple cider donut of the farm stand on the side of the road. Yeah. And Liz, that tradition continues today, especially so in New England, where the tradition of frying dough and apples began. There's hundreds of mills and farms and stands that serve fresh fried apple cider donuts. There is one guy, Alyssa, one guy who's trying to keep all of this sorted. His name is Alex Schwartz. He calls himself the Cider Donateur. Wow. That's fun to say, isn't it? Cider Donateur. Yeah. Yeah, his Instagram says that he's on a lifelong mission to try every single cider donut. But his real contribution so far to this discourse list has been that he has created a meticulous map of every one of the hundreds of sites in New England where you can get a cider donut. Whoa. Yeah, to date, nearly 3 million people have used this map. There's more than 300 sites on it. He's back again at it this year, Alyssa. Whoa. So here's the thing. If you're going to try all of the apple cider donuts. You have to have like some rating criteria for them, right? Yeah. So what do you think makes a good apple cider donut, Liz? What's mm, your opinion of this? Like soft on the inside. Uh-huh. Like a little crispy on the outside. Mm. So uh, lots of cinnamon sugar. Sure. Yeah, that's it. So you want it soft on the inside, crispy on the outside, very, very cinnamony and sugary. Yeah. I think that's that's like a pretty good heuristic for this. Liz, uh, Schwartz himself has tried more than 60 of the donuts cataloged on his map in recent days, and he says there are some telltale signs that you are getting a good apple cider donut 
First and foremost, he says, you want to, this is a, a nice turn of phrase here. You want to witness the act of creation, he says, Liz. Do you know what that means? Uh-uh. It means you need to look for a donut that's being made fresh right in front of you. If somebody has one of those DCA style machines, you want to see that raw dough rolling off that conveyor into the hot oil, being flipped, being pulled out, waiting until it cools just slightly and then tossed into a bag or a bowl full of cinnamon sugar and handed to you while it's still steaming. Yep. Yeah. If you get that hot steaming donut coming right out of the bag and you look at the crust and you make sure it's crisp and the crumb inside should be airy but not too dense, sweet, moist, a little bit spongy in addition to crisp and airy, uh, and then uh, you should only have the cinnamon sugar rolled variety, of course. But if they have plain ones, you should try them as well just to see how apple they can actually be. Yeah. And here's the thing. I think that's the only mild disagreement that you and I have with him where I only want the cinnamon sugar version. I don't want the plain, like, we did try some plain ones, but spoiler alert, I don't want the plain one. I want the cinnamon sugar, big crunchy sugar crystals, not like that, you know, that light brown powdered sugar dust that you yeah. get on some of the big brand name boxes. I don't want that at all. I've heard, Liz, can't verify this, but I've heard that the very best apple cider donuts are fried in solid fat like lard or shortening, or even Stella Park says in refined coconut oil, not liquid fats like vegetable oil, but I don't know. Uh, we don't really have a good point of comparison for this, do we? Mm-mm. No, but obviously if you want to find the best apple cider donut, and if you want to find out for yourself, for real, you have to go to a local farm stand and get the freshest cider donut that they have available. Liz, we are yeah. spoiled, aren't we? Yeah. Yes. We live in a place where there are <laughs> so many farms. So many farms. Liz, there's even within a 10-minute drive of us a legitimate cider mill. Yeah. Yeah. So we have our pick anytime we want to try one of these. But for the most part, uh, apple cider donuts are really only available in places where apples are grown. So historically, this has meant New England and the Northeast US, but then also some parts of the Midwest. Apple cider donuts are really big in Michigan and Ohio uh, and parts of the Northwest as well. Washington State, obviously. Yeah. In fact, there's a pretty famous place list in San Francisco called the Red Apple that is popular specifically for their apple cider donuts. Yeah. Ellis, here's the thing. Uh, we had a misadventure last night. We can talk about that in a moment. Oh, yeah. In New Jersey, you can usually find really good apple cider donuts on what I like to call tourist farms. You know what a tourist farm is, Alyssa? Uh, no. So these are real working farms, but in the fall season, they're not making their money from farming. They are making their money capitalizing on the desire of the public to cosplay as farmers on the weekends. Yeah. You've seen this, right? Definitely. Definitely. The pilgrimage starts like right after Labor Day. All the parking lots are filling up with these giant SUVs with tinted windows with New York license plates. Uh, All the moms get out. They have big floppy hats on. They're wearing like thigh high brown boots with uh, skinny jeans and these big dangly gold necklaces and these very flowy uh, plaid flannel blouses. And then the guys get out and they've got uh, designer jeans on, but they're wearing buffalo check flannel shirts and uh, usually like Timberlands or or some other kind of brown boots. And they get out and they're looking for pumpkins and apples and, of course, apple cider donuts lists. They're taking hay rides. Uh, their kid's hair is all spiked up. It looks great. They're yelling at them incessantly. It's it's really, it is a blast. This is like A1 primetime people watching. Yep. Liz. What? You've gone to a bunch of these tourist farms. Yeah. We like to go. It's not, it's not a bad time. We definitely try to avoid it in the fall, though, right? Yeah, because there are so many. <laughs> we do like New York people. Shout out to New York. Uh, but this is very much like the the Benny Go Home movement. You've heard of that down the shore list? Yeah. Where the people that live at the shore who are locals get uh, 
I would say unjustifiably upset about all the tourists that come in because those shore towns don't have an economy aside from tourism for the most part. Yeah. Uh, and it does support these local farms to have all of these tourist dollars flowing in. So it's like kind of fun. Hawaii too. It's very similar to Hawaii, yes. And uh, native Hawaiians will be very upset at us for saying that. So shout out to our brothers and sisters in Hawaii. Aloha, we love you. And Farah. And Farah. Shout out to Farah who lives in Hawaii. That's right. Listen, when I was a kid, we used to go to this place called Johnson's Farm, Johnson's Corner Farm, because it was like on a corner. Uh, and if you were really lucky and you had a fall birthday, you could have a birthday party at the farm where you would take a hayride and pick a little pumpkin and probably have some chilled apple cider. You had a birthday party at Johnson's Farm when you were little. I did. You did. We did not live down there, but it was one of those things we just always wanted to do. Your mom and I, when we said- Your mom. Your mom, when we said we were going to have kids, we were like, we need to have a Johnson's Farm birthday party. And I, I think it was like I think it was like your second or third birthday. There's a picture of it on the cover of that birthday book that Aunt Melissa made for you. Oh yeah. I remember you're wearing that little dress and uh man, it was a blast. It was such a nice day too. That was great. And you see a picture. Yeah. See, that's it. Johnson's Corner Farm. Liz. What? I know this is spooky season and we talk about Halloween snacks, but just for today, at least for this part of the show, I think we should call this cozy season, Liz. Maybe. Yeah, because that's what apple cider donuts are to me. Very cozy. You're good. Listen, we were just talking about New Yorkers. Yeah. There's lots of baseball fans in New York. Yeah. Unfortunately, the Mets are uh, terrible. The Yankees were awful this year. Yeah. But do you know what apple cider donuts represent, Alyssa, to some baseball fans in New York right now? What? Well, according to the website for the New York Yankees high A affiliate Hudson Valley Renegades baseball team, they are a, quote, new alternate brand identity, unquote. Whoa. Yeah, because the Renegades this year list are not the Hudson Valley Renegades. They are the Hudson Valley Cider Donuts. <laughs> Can you believe it? That's like the Savannah Bananas. It is kind of like the Savannah Bananas. It's you know, uh, food-based. Their baseball tickets are like $20 each. I did not know that. The Savannah Bananas, I think, just announced their tour for next year. Yeah. We tried to get tickets to see them this year. Impossible. It's A harder it's ticket so than Taylor hard. Swift. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Tay-Tay. So, listen, the... Uh, the Hudson Valley Cider Donuts for 2023 uh, are going to be wearing special cider donut uniforms for four games this season to commemorate the Hudson Valley region's beloved treat. It's really great, Liz. They have a little cider donut mascot. He's like strutting across the field. He's got this sassy little smirk on his face. He's holding a bag of donuts and a jug of apple cider. There are shirts and hats and stickers and pennants and lapel pins. Liz, they have an apple cider scented t-shirt that you can buy. It's like the scratch sticker. Yeah. It's like a shirt that smells like apple cider. Uh, it even says on it, hey, this will retain this scent for up to 20 washes. Whoa. Yeah. Well, you're a smelly teenager now, so you don't wash your clothes anymore. But uh, You wash my clothes. That's true, actually. I do. I do a lot of your laundry. Uh, Liz, I would say that cider scented donut shirt, my favorite piece of limited edition apple-based merchandise I've seen this whole year. Really? Yeah. And do you know what my favorite part of this show is, Alyssa? Alyssa reads things. Now, Alyssa, there are lots of different varieties of apple cider donuts out there that we've tried. So I tried to find the most basic homemade recipe so you can see just how simple these kinds of donuts can be. This is from a New York Times recipe for apple cider donuts. Let's go ahead. Okay. Flour, baking powder, salt, cinnamon, nutmeg, butter, light brown sugar, granulated sugar. Uh-huh eggs, vanilla, and apple cider. Yeah, it's like dead simple. It is a donut batter with warming spices, sugar, and apple cider. Yep. It's all the things that we want. It's all the things that we like. Let's, what? let's get to the rules of the game. Are you ready? Yes. 
Junk Feud is a culinary clash to see which treat will be crowned the undisputed champion of snacks. It's a King of the Mountain-style battle in which the reigning champ takes on a new challenger each week to see which snack reigns supreme. And Alyssa... Uh, yeah. The reigning defending undisputed champion of snacks is... Ginger Snaps. Yeah, Ginger Snaps, or really spiced wafers. I always called them Snapple Snaps. Snapple Snaps? That's not a bad... That's not a bad gimmick list. Snapple, the beverage brand, could make their own version of spiced wafers or apple cider cookies and call them Snapple Snaps. Okay, I'd now buy let's that. go over our list of who we've got. Okay, so Liz, uh, here's the funny thing. We uh, we are going to try... Oh, wait, before we get off of Ginger Snaps, list. So I brought the leftover Ginger Snaps from the show that we tried into uh-huh. work and I left them in the break room for everybody to have. Uh, and I was told that um, the mini creams, the ones we didn't actually like, were so good they were evil, and I was to take them away immediately lest they eat the entire box. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. So I'm glad somebody liked those. It what they weren't for us this time. I don't. I think they were good, but they paled in comparison to the the Sweetzels yeah. and Ivan's spiced wafers for sure. Definitely. So, Liz, today we're going to try apple cider donuts. Now we have Alyssa. There were too many of them for us to try on the show. Yeah. Because we went to every local farm and farm stand and cider mill, every place that we could find that had apple cider donuts. So there are. Two varieties we're going to try live on the show today, and we're going to talk about all the other ones that we had. Yeah. No, wait, I'm lying. There's three we have here to try. Three. Three. Listen, here's the here's the list of the cider donuts that we had. Your mom picked up for us from the local farm, Ort Farms, a six-pack of cider donuts. I went to Donaldson's Farm, another local farm, and picked up a six-pack of cider donuts. Yeah. Your mom stopped at Allstead's, another local farm, and picked up a six-pack of cider donuts. She stopped at the Hackle Barney Cider Mill. That's so fun to say, Hackle Barney. Yep. Hackle Barney. We got one donut from the Hackle Barney Cider Mill, a single one that we shared. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We got grocery store donuts list. We got a six-pack of cider donuts from ShopRite and also a six-pack from Weiss. Now, these are interesting because these donuts are made with DCA or DCA-like machines. I've seen them do it live in the store. It's really? amazing. Yeah. ShopRite used to wheel the cart with the donut maker out into the middle of the shop floor on weekends in the fall, and they would make fresh cider donuts on like Saturday or Sunday mornings. And then the ones that broke, they would put in a little bowl and you could have them as like free samples. It was wonderful. So we have those two. Then, Liz, we did something fun today, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we went to a local farm because it's a little bit of a rainy weekend day here as we're recording. Yeah. And the, the local tourist farms don't have a lot to do on weekends when it rains because they can't run the hay rides through the fields because the ground's too muddy and nobody wants to really go and walk around and pick apples in the rain. So usually they kind of lay low on the weekends. But we happened to call a local farm called Sharp Iron Farms. It's relatively new. And we remembered that they made really, really good apple cider donuts. We had them last year. They are so good. Yeah, they're really good. Your brother was playing soccer at a field nearby. We wandered over to the farm. Your mom picked up your mom picked up some of these uh, fresh hot cider donuts for us. We had them. They were amazing. We called them today. They said, we're not planning on making the donuts today because it's rainy. And I said, oh, okay. And then the guy said, hold on. And he ran off and he came back and he said, I just talked to my wife. We're going to bake some fresh for you. So they baked a fresh batch of apple cider donuts just for us this morning. We ran over to the farm. We grabbed a couple bags. We talked to the guy about his upcoming cornhole tournament. It was really fun. So we have those. Then let's also for a control on our experiment here. Yes. We have a box of Entenmann's, which we just picked up from the grocery store, which is like your bog standard, mass produced, mass distributed, factory made cider donuts. So we're going to use those as a point of comparison to test against. So, yep. Liz. What? Are you ready? 
I am ready. Because it's crunch time. Crunch time. We rate our snacks using a tier list from sprinkles to fun dip. Sprinkles to fun dip. So snacks can be graded A, B, C, D, or F with the very best treats earning the elusive S tier ranking. The following contest is scheduled for one serving. One serving. And it's for the undisputed championship of spooky foods. Liz, let's get the packaging out of the way because there's no packaging on these. I mean, if you're buying one donut, you're getting it in a little wax paper sleeve, which is adorable, by the way. Uh, if you're buying a six-pack, you're getting them in a little plastic clamshell container. They all come that way, except for Sharp Iron, which gave them to us in bags, little bags with their label on them. That was kind of neat. The only one that really has any packaging here is the Entenmann's box, and I want to bring that out to you now so you can see it. These look like cinnamon rolls. They, so they have the color of cinnamon rolls. They're a little bit darker than all the other ones. The packaging is very nice, though. It's the traditional Entenmann's window box of donuts. There are eight cider donuts in this box. It is fall colors, Alyssa. It's red and brown and orange and yellow. It's really it's really pleasing to the eye. It's very nice looking. It's a little bit different than what you would get with a farm stand cider donut, which has traditionally non-branded packaging. So these are the only ones that really uh, that really stand out in that endeavor. Liz, I want to talk about the look of all these donuts because there is a big variation across them, too. So you just popped one out. We're looking at the Entenmann's right now as our control. Now, these are a lot different than the cider donuts you get from a farm stand or a grocery store, aren't they, Liz? These are glazed. They're glazed cake donuts. The other ones we had are not glazed. I traditionally think of a glazed donut as like a a raised yeasted donut, like your traditional glazed, like a Krispy Kreme. Or like a Dunkin'. Or like a Dunkin', sure. Or even there are even glazed cake donuts. You can get like a blueberry glazed cake donut that's very good. These are glazed apple cider donuts. I don't, first of all, I don't think I'm going to like that. It makes the outside very sticky, uh, very sugary in a way that's distinct from the granulated cinnamon sugar that you get on the outside. These are very heavy too, aren't they? This is, this is a pretty heavy donut yeah. for a cider donut. They're pretty dense. Uh, let's take a piece off here. They are very dense on the inside. They're a little bit dark on the inside too, so they're dark in color. They have a fairly strong cinnamon scent to them, which is nice. Usually when we smell an apple cider donut, we are looking for like a very apple smell, aren't we? We want that reduced cider, that apple scent, that really deep, rich apple cider scent to them. Not terrible. These have that a little bit. They kind of just taste like a, um, a powdered sugar. Yeah, they're not bad, of course. I wouldn't turn one of these away, but very heavy, very dense. 22 grams of total sugar. It's a lot. Strong cinnamon flavor, though, Liz. Yeah. There, there's definitely cinnamon in the dough with these. The, the sugar glaze on the outside is a little bit off-putting because it does make them very sticky. And it does sort of seep its way into the cake and make it a little heavier than we would want. But again, as far as a, a control for the experiment today, very good baseline. Not bad at all. Yep. Now, let's, let's go over some of the ones that we don't have with us that we can talk about. First of all, I want to point out the Hacklebarney Cider Mill Cider Donut because it was the most different from the others, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So usually when you look at a cider donut, you're looking at something that has been fried in hot oil or fat, taken like out while burnt, it's still warm. Burnt color. Yeah. It gets like a burnt color to it. The Hacklebarney one was not, did not have that burnished brown color, did it? It was very light, wasn't it? Yeah. It was like a light blonde. It did not have cinnamon sugar on the outside. So in terms of being a cider donut, it was obviously made with cider, meant to be eaten alongside cider. It was kind of dense. It was a smaller donut in diameter as well, wasn't it? It was like a little mini one, sort of. A bit bigger than like a little pop-em that you would get in a grocery store, but not as big as some of these regular size donuts. What do you think about the way that it tasted, Liz? Um, what do you remember about it? It wasn't terrible. It wasn't the best donut I've ever had. No, it was the most subtle, I think, of all of the flavored donuts that we did, yeah. that we tasted. It had a little bit of apple flavor to it, the tiniest bit of warming spice that, you could, that we could tell. 
but it was a very gentle donut, <laughs> which is a weird thing to say. But yeah, I think it was a very gentle donut. It was not bad, but it wasn't really like knocking our socks off either. I think if we were driving by the cider mill, we had one, we shared it in the car on a long road trip. I'd be happy with it, but I wouldn't go out of my way to get one. And I think I felt the same way about the donuts we picked up from Donaldson's Farm because they looked like the donuts that you would get out of a DCA style machine. But instead of having the cinnamon sugar coating on them, Liz, what did they have? Do you remember? Was it the powdered dust? Yeah, just plain powdered sugar. Now, plain powdered sugar on the outside of a donut is not bad. As long as we're talking about Entenmann's, we have those plain powdered sugar donuts. We loved those when we were little. Your brother used to eat those all the time. He said, I want the white donuts. And he would eat like an entire bag. But for apple cider donuts, I don't think powdered sugar works on the outside. What do you think? Not really. No, the, the sugar is hygroscopic. It's absorbing moisture from the air. When it's damp, like a damp fall day like this, the outside gets a little bit sticky, almost like we saw with these glazed donuts. There's not a lot going on there. The flavor, the flavor of the Donaldson donuts was fine. It was a little bit more pronounced than the Hacklebarney cider mill donuts. Hacklebarney, I love Hacklebarney, that. that's right. Hacklebarney. Hacklebarney the dinosaur. Barney is a dinosaur from our imagination. So if Barney the dinosaur is purple, what color is Hacklebarney the dinosaur? Orange. Orange, an orange dinosaur. Well, a baby bop was orange, wasn't she? Barney's yeah. friend. Bit of competition there going on. So yeah, we thought those. Uh, we thought the Donaldson ones were okay, but not great because of the powdered sugar on the outside. Then we had Allsteads, and those were, again, the same kind of form factor where they look like they're coming out of a donut making machine being fried and being tossed. These were tossed in what looked like just plain sugar and not cinnamon sugar on the outside. So the donuts had cinnamon in the batter. They were cinnamony. They were apple They were tossed in just plain sugar, we thought. And there wasn't a lot of it on the outside. So the sort of the drawback of buying a whole bunch of these is that if they have to sit for any length of time, like more than just a few hours, that sugar is going to melt into the donut almost. And it just creates like this film on the outside. So you have to eat them hot and fresh to avoid that. And we did that with these. And then as they sat, they got a little bit more sticky on the outside. Yeah. But uh, all sets were good. But yeah. again, they, these, these three were kind of like all in the same range of a very mild apple flavor. I feel like they all could have been like a little more apple especially since it's an apple cider. Yeah, I agree. And I would have expected that from the cider mill of all places, right? Which Guess which one was the most apple of all the ones we tried, Liz? Ort. Yeah, Ort Farms makes the most apple apple cider donut that we had. They're really good. They were really good. They were fried. They had a little bit of a crispy exterior, a very, very strong apple flavor to them. Like They're so fruity that the donuts tasted almost juicy. Yeah, like it was like you're biting into an apple, but it's dark. Yeah, that's a that's quite an engineering feat there for uh, a fried food stuff, I would say. Good cinnamon sugar coating on the outside, good crisp. The only thing that they rivaled in crisp was this, these that I have right here in the clamshell package. These are from our local supermarket. These are just from a shop right. So if you take a look at these, Liz, you can see the outside very well cinnamon sugared. They've got sort of that medium brown color to them. The crumb on the inside is fairly light for what these are because these get pretty dense. They're apple they're cinnamony, they're nutmeggy. They're very apple Very apple very cakey. This is a very cakey donut, obviously. These are pretty good. You're handing me a piece right now. I've probably had about five or six apple cider donuts already today at this point. Wait, listen to the sugar. Yeah, there really is something to be said about having sort of that crunchy sugar on the outside. You know what else, Liz? I forgot to mention this. The one thing that made the Allstead Farms donuts stand out from all the other ones was they seemed to have 
actually little chunks of apple in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was kind of good. They, they didn't do much for flavor, but texturally, they were very interesting. So now we've got the, the mass-produced, uh, well, sort of mass-produced grocery store donuts here from ShopRite. The ones from Weiss, I thought, Lissa, were exactly the same, except with one exception. There was a little bit of variation in the color to them, wasn't there? Yeah. You remember that? They came in a, a slightly different style of clamshell container. And of the six that were in there, they were sort of shingled. There were two that were really dark, like the way that we like them, fried crispy. And then the other four were a very, very light, like almost a blonde donut like the cider mill was, but they did have the sugar on the outside. Yeah. So again, those were good, but not as good as ShopRite. So our and Liz, I think I have the standout right here. And we are we have been a little bit swayed by the customer service, obviously, from Sharp Iron Farms, where the guy was texting me today to tell me that he was going to make fresh donuts for us. But we have a six-pack of cider donuts made fresh. Now, here's the thing. These are baked, Alyssa, I think, also like the cider mill donuts were. So that's odd. I mean, not odd, because it's obviously a good way to make these. But you can tell by the way that the sort of the cylindrical or toroidal shape is mounded on one side and there's a little bit of a seam that goes down the middle where you can see where it was inside of a baking pan. Now, I will say one thing I like about these is that they are slightly smaller. It's a slightly smaller donut than the other ones that are made in the machines. We know these are made by hand because we saw the people that were making them. They were baking them in their kitchen. They told us they were baking them in the kitchen. And Liz, these are the ones that taste the most homemade of all of them. They taste super buttery. They're so buttery. There's a good hit of vanilla to them. You can really pick up the cinnamon and nutmeg, obviously. It's a little bit more nutmeg forward than some of the other ones, and I think it works. The apple cider is not as strong as the Ort Farms apple cider uh, flavor, but it makes up for it in texture. These are the crispiest of the donuts that we've had, right? Yeah. Yeah. So a nice, soft, airy crumb in the middle, crispy outside, big sugar crystals, good, strong cinnamon and nutmeg flavor, very buttery. It does, yeah. It tastes like a combination of a donut and a cookie. List, do you remember we had an apple cider donut cookie from Crumble Cookies in Florida? It was a little bit like this. These are obviously better than Crumble Cookies, but yeah, these are great. These are just absolutely dynamite. Mm, so good. So, Liz, you are wearing black pants right now. You have a lap full of sugar crystals. <laughs> just absolutely a mess. But I got to say, an apple cider donut is a thing that I don't mind being messy while I'm eating. Yeah. I have been known to either very early in the morning or very late at night, just stand hunched over the sink, shoveling an apple cider donut into my face as quickly as possible. Here's a funny That's thing about I that. That's what I do in the morning for breakfast because I have to rush out the door. Yeah, it's a, so it's a great way to eat them. I know people are like, slow down, enjoy your food. I don't know why Gosh. they say it like that. but That's what Adelia tells me. She takes forever to eat. She's like, I need to enjoy. Shout out to Adelia who does actually enjoy her food. Oh, but she takes like a whole hour to eat like, a bowl this big of mac and cheese. Well, you know what? If it's a really good mac and cheese, you probably want to savor it. And I know well, that I should. Craft. All right. Well, you know, different strokes. Liz, I know that I should be savoring these apple cider donuts, but I just want to eat them so quickly. Me too. Here's a weird thing. Does this happen to you? When I eat, this only happens with two foods, uh, three foods for me. When I eat apple cider donuts, cold pizza, or buffalo wings really fast, I get hiccups. Oops. Hiccups every time. If I'm eating an apple cider donut too fast, I will get hiccups. I've never had like I've never had a certain food that gives me hiccups. Yeah, I'll show you later. It's it's really weird. If I eat the donut too fast, if I'm eating buffalo wings too fast, if I'm like trying to shovel in a few pieces of cold pizza for breakfast. I thought you didn't like hiccups. Buffalo. Oh, I love buffalo wings. Whenever I ask if you want them, you say no. Well, I mean, I have to be in a certain mood to have wings. It's got to be like at a sports bar 
watching a game. It there's in Philly, Philadelphia. Yeah, maybe. I mean, there's such a it's such a process to make them or order them and then eat them and be messy and gross and like mildly uncomfortable if they're too hot, that kind of thing. It's like a that, they're a processed food. Whenever I would go to work with you after, we would always go to Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, you love Buffalo Wild Wings. For a long time, wings were your favorite food and you wanted them for every meal if we went to a place that had them. They're not like they're not my favorite anymore because they hurt my stomach. Yeah. But they're good. Well, you did ask me to get boneless wings today, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. But that's because they the the ones from Applebee's, they don't hurt my stomach. Surprisingly so, because they have uh as far as I can tell, no real food in them. Yeah. Bliss. Let's hit the bliss point. We talked for a long time about a lot of different cider donuts. What do you think? Which one hits that bliss point the most and represents what we think a cider donut should be? Oh my gosh. Um, Have you had too many cider donuts? Yeah. The tiny ones. I forget what they're called. The tiny ones from Sharp Iron Farms, the ones that yeah. were made fresh for us today. Yeah. Yeah. I think they were They were the sugary, best execution. They were sugary, buttery. There's more. <laughs> sugary, buttery, and then so many other things, right? Yes. Liz, I think. I think there are three that I like a lot. Which ones? I like the size and texture and flavor of Sharp Iron, obviously. They do the best job of making them crispy, making them sugary, making them buttery. I like that they're small so I can eat more of them. Yeah. I loved the appleiness. Is that a word? Appleiness? Sure. Appaliciousness. I liked the apple flavor of the Ort Farms donuts. I have Ort Farms donuts every day. Yeah, that's really nice. And then I loved the convenience of the ShopRite ones that you just see getting pumped out of that conveyor on the machine so that they're crispy and cinnamony and apple all at the same time. They were uh, probably like the most perfect package, but they didn't hit the highs of all the other ones. They were like the best baseline. And yeah. measured against something like an Entenmann's, you can see how much better it is to have a fresh fried donut. So Liz, what do you think? What is, uh, well, what's the score from sprinkles to fondue? How do we rate apple cider donuts? Overall, as a concept, the best version of them. Oh, gosh. It is hard. Maybe like... Maybe an A, huh? An A half, an A half. An A half. What exactly is an A half? Do you mean halfway between A and A plus? Yeah. Wow. An we, A half. We are getting into the weeds here. That's the most granular score we've had so far. So we have A, uh, let's see, on the scale, we have A minus, A flat, A half, A plus, <laughs> and then above that S, yeah. right? Hmm. Liz, I think in the fall, on a, on a rainy fall day like today, when the leaves are changing colors, we're looking at them out the window, we're trying to be cozy, sitting inside, drinking apple cider, eating an apple cider donut, that's like the best day. Yeah, I already know you're going to say S tier. You know what though? It's funny. I'm not going to say S tier. I'm going to say A plus because I think there's so much variation in apple cider donuts that on any given day, you're not getting the absolute best one that you know you could be getting, sure. which is which I do kind of appreciate because these are, in most cases, either homemade or close to homemade kinds of things. And you're not going to get the quality control and statistical process controls that you get in something like a Dorito or an Oreo, for example. You are at the whims of like a single person in their kitchen doing their best for you. And I like that about them. But I think that does the fact that we had three different ones and we liked individual pieces of the best three and not one whole one that had everything that we wanted makes it an A plus and not an S tier for me, I think. Wow. But like the platonic ideal of an apple cider donut, top of the heap here. So good. A plus. What do you think though, Liz? Is that enough to knock off the ginger snap, the spiced wafer? What do you think is better, apple cider donuts or spiced wafers? Maybe the donut. Maybe the donut, huh? Wow. Didn't you give the 
didn't you give the uh, spiced wafer an S tier? Yeah, but I feel like we like their dough. Uh, you know what? I feel like it is too. And I think it's so funny that we were just talking about how it's not quite the best thing ever and not quite S tier. But still, I think I probably would rather have, and as evidenced by the, let's see, eight, six, six, uh, another, oh, list. we have like 50 apple cider donuts. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's call it. Liz, you're a winner and new reigning, defending, undis booted champion of spooky foods it's Alyssa apple cider donuts hey what that's exciting that is exciting. i did i really didn't think we were going to have a new champ here i thought spiced wafers were going to hold on to that i thought we were going to take him into the next spooky season but apple cider donuts are going to be hard to beat this this is like a thing we look forward to all year hey uh you know what i would look forward to if there was an apple cider donut oreo yeah, but there's not, though. Yeah, so no Oreo rule this week. Liz, we have to ask a very important question now. Can you deep fry this week's snack? Will it deep fry? Um. Well, I mean, you could. They're pretty much like fried by default. Yeah, these are already deep fried. So can you deep fry an apple cider donut? Yes, the apple cider donut is already deep fried. Yeah. Next segment. <laughs> Moving on. The back of the box. Hey, it's time to check out the back of the box, Alyssa. A weekly segment where we play a little game. This week's segment is... Serial Thriller. Serial Thriller. On Serial Thriller, we take two new breakfast cereals and put them head to head to see which is a breakfast champ and which is a breakfast chump. Alyssa. What? There's a new addition to the monster cereal family. That's right. That's right. Count Chocula, Frankenberry, Booberry, Yummy Mummy, and Fruit Brute. They have a new little sibling, Alyssa. It's Carmella Creeper. It's Carmella Creeper. What's her job? She's a DJ. She's a DJ. Why? Why is she a DJ? I don't know either. Uh, but she is appropriately flavored and on theme for today list because she is a caramel apple flavored cereal. cereal. That's right. Wait, you know what's weird? What's weird? So I was like watching this video. Well, it's uh, not weird, but it's like super cool. So you know, like the song with the, I just want to rock. Sure. Sure. Okay. So in the beginning of the song, it goes, um, actually, this is probably not very. Not ever. very appropriate for this family show. No, it's not family appropriate. Show. It's just not like. Interesting. Yeah. It was just interesting to me because I like her. All right. This has been a brief interlude with Alyssa. So, Liz. Yes. Uh, here's the deal. Carmella Creeper is the first new monster cereal in 35 years. Holy. Yeah. She's the first female monster cereal mascot ever, which is kind of crazy. How old is the mom? What mom? I mean, they have a new sister. Oh, well, here's the thing. She's not uh, actually their sister. She is Frankenberry's long lost cousin, according to the copy. Oh. Yeah. So she's a cousin. She, I guess she has a mom. We just don't know who it is. But I mean, it's interesting because they had the Bride of Frankenstein as an influence sitting right there like the entire time. That movie was made in 1935, I think. So. Oh, yeah. On the back. Hi, cuz. Yeah. See, uh, here's the copy uh, for this corn-based caramel apple puff cereal with multicolored marshmallow bits. Are you ready for me to read this list? This is wild. Carmella is a cool, young, and very capable young zombie. They said young twice there. She's Frankenberry's long-lost cousin. She's back to help bring the rest of the monsters into the 21st century. She's a DJ and loves to host parties at the Haunted Mansion with her friends. Okay. I'm going to read the back. Yeah, let's hear it. Count Chocula, Frankenberry, and Booberry are chilling in Count's castle when suddenly, uh-huh. oh, what's that creeping the noise? <laughs> Count, I think your castle's haunted. Well, yeah, I'm obviously. not doing the haunting. Oh, so Booberry is not haunting the castle. Frankenberry is scared, naturally. Thump, 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 thump. Frank, frankly, you should go first, Count. 
It is your castle. I'm not afraid. You're afraid. That sound is driving me batty. Batty. Oh, because he's a vampire. Don't be afraid. I think it's coming from the ballroom. You two go in. I'll be there in spirit. Okay, that's good. We don't need to read the entire comic. No, but the end, the end is the best part. Thump, 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 thump. Eek. Gasp. Hey, it's my long-lost cousin, Carmella Creeper, rocking the joint. Rocking the joint, as a monster DJ She's does. She's spinning tasty tracks, and her even tastier caramel apple cereal. Hiya, cuz. Welcome to the Monster Mash, fellas. Carmella, I haven't seen you in centuries. You're killing it on the stage. All right, so this has a, a whole lot of how-do-you-do-fellow-kids energy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the box is neat. Carmella Creeper's right on the front. High. It is giving Monster High vibes, you're saying. I would agree. Uh, Carmella Creeper looks like a brat style. She looks like she could be in Monster High. So you're opening up the box. It's a green box. Carmella Creeper's in the front. She is, in fact, a DJ. She's got headphones on. She's spinning. She's spinning. Oh, gosh. I don't want to. So I'll open this box so that you... I already opened the box. I just don't want to open the box. Go. What does it smell like? Wow. Okay, so that smells kind of good, actually. There's... An initial hint of like green sour apple and then sort of a really sweet. It smells like butter beer. Really sweet butterscotchy caramel on the end there. So that's an interesting smell. Now, Liz, you're going to pour that. Uh, after we try this, because it's cereal thriller, we have another cereal that we're pitting Carmella Creeper against. It's another new monster cereal this year, Alyssa. So last year. Monster Mash. Yeah. Last year, there was a cereal called Monster Mash cereal, which was like all the cereals together. But I think really you only kind of could taste. Booberry. Uh Liz, this year we have Monster Mash Remix. Duh, duh, duh. It's the remix. Yeah, that's right. It makes sense because Carmela Creeper's a DJ, so it's a remix. And this one is supposed to be her caramel apple puffs mixed with Booberry's Blueberry Ghosts and then a bunch of different spooky marshmallows. So um I'm not terribly jazzed about this. I don't know. The the Carmela Creeper cereal looks awesome. It looks like something that would have been a Ghostbusters tie-in because it's bright green. And then it has a bunch of multicolored marshmallows. But I don't know how I'm going to feel about a caramel apple breakfast cereal. No, but they look like little ghosts. Yeah, they look like little ghost puffs. That's right. Uh, Cereallessly, I still can't say it. Cereallessly.net tried both of these. Didn't really like them. But uh, we're going to see which one we like. And then, as per tradition on this segment, which one of these cereals has to be murdered? Because it's a cereal thriller. And then how it gets killed. Can we smash it? Well, let's try them first and we'll see which one we Need to kill. So here's uh, just some dry Carmella Creeper. It's like a skunk. You said it tastes like a skunk. There's that Ooh. big corn hit of like Captain Crunch corny sugary cereal. There's a little bit of little bit of sour apple finish. I get only a tiny bit of caramel. The marshmallows are good. They're just regular marbits. Let's hit it with some milk and see how it tastes. It's not terrible. It just tastes like a skunk. You literally spilled it everywhere. I did. I did not do a great job. You're rubbing off on me here. It's not that good. Yeah, there's not a lot to this. It's pretty basic. Would we say it's very mid? Yeah. I'm not sure. All right, so it's just okay. It just tastes like corpse. It tastes like, yeah, it tastes like sweet, crunchy corn. The marshmallows help. There's not much of a caramel apple flavor. Mm. It's inoffensive, but uh, I don't know. It doesn't really have a lot going for it. C minus? Yeah. Yeah, C minus. Let's try Monster Mash Remix, which... I don't like the Boo Berry. So if we didn't like this one and we didn't like Boo Berry last year, we're probably not going to like Monster Mash Remix. It has the same comic on the back of the box that Carmella Creeper did, just which is just her origin story, I guess, her introduction. This doesn't really smell like anything. 
So we're looking at this. It's just booberry and caramel creeper mixed together. That's all it is. I tried one of each dry. The booberry is not great. More, more flavorful, at least, than the caramel apple. It's not good. I don't like it at all. Yeah, remember when we did Reese's Cups and we said peanut butter and chocolate were two great tastes that taste great together? This is not that. This is like the complete opposite. It's a bit, uh, I would say the flavor is a bit muddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's probably a good way to describe it. There's not much going on with caramel creepers, caramel apple to begin with. And blueberry is just sort of like one note, vaguely sweet, sort of tart, almost blueberry flavor, but, uh, flavor, but both of these are overwhelmed by the corniness of the cereal, I would say. The marshmallows are trying to help, but they don't have a lot going on. So which one, which one is worse, Liz? Yeah, Monster Mash Remix, definitely worse than Plain Carmelo Creeper. How do you think that the uh, serial thriller should murder Monster Mash Remix? Axe to the head. Axe to the head. Double bit axe or a single blade? Oh, double. Double bit axe to the head for Monster then, Mash Remix. And then when we're Go done, on. we use the little ninja stars. And then you throw ninja stars at them? Yes. You threw some ninja stars at a farm not too long ago, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, we went to... Uh, at Donaldson's Farm, where we got some apple cider donuts, we went to a Friday night on the farm festival in the summertime, and there was uh, an axe throwing. What would you call that? Like a yeah, there was a trailer where they brought an uh, an axe throwing game, and you could throw ninja stars and throwing knives and axes. And for whatever reason, they let uh, small children do it as well. Yeah, it was like eight and older. You guys had fun. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. You know what else is awesome, Liz? Ending the show. This show, that's right. This podcast should reach you in excellent condition. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. If you've got a question for us, you can write to the address on the label. That's junkfeudpod at gmail.com. Any final thoughts this week, Alyssa? That's crazy how it... Yeah, that was pretty crazy. I mean, I was kind of expecting it a little bit because these are great, but then I remembered how good spiced wafers are, and I thought this is going to be a heavyweight battle, a slugfest. It was. It was crazy. We had to eat a lot of donuts to figure this out, though. I know. I don't think I'm ever You're definitely going to have one for breakfast tomorrow, I assure you. <laughs> yeah. And I will too. Uh, but I also need to save room for my talkies while I watch um, Harry Potter. That's true. That's a very uh, spooky season activity for you to watch Harry Potter watch and eat talkies. I think that's a great idea. You know what else is a great idea? What? Closing this out. Liz, this podcast has contained your recommended daily allowance of fun. For more, go to X, Instagram, Threads, or wherever you choose to be social. Find us at Junk Feud Pod. You can watch fun size reviews on YouTube, buy our merch on Public, And don't forget to catch all the snacks in each and every week wherever you listen to podcasts. Until we see you again, for Alyssa, I'm Mike. Hasta lasagna. Don't get any on ya. Bye.